We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek here. And guys, the Indianapolis Colts have officially released their first unofficial depth chart for the 2022 season. So we wanted to kind of go through each position, kind of briefly mention them. And again, I want to state at the top of this video, because I know there's a lot of people that are like, oh, why is this the case? Or why is this the case? Why are these certain positions weird? This is an unofficial depth chart. So, you know, a lot of this is subject to change. This isn't going to be the final 53-man depth chart right away. But nonetheless, we thought we would talk about it, kind of give our thoughts overall on potentially some position battles that we've kind of been questioning about. Uh, there's a few interesting ones for sure that we're going to talk about today. So let's that without further ado, guys, let's get into it. All right. Let's start here with the offense, specifically talking about the offensive line because uh, I know there's been a lot of debate, Derek, about left tackle and kind of to nobody's surprise at this point, Matt Pryor is listed as the number one starter right now for the left tackle position with Bernard Ryman backing him up. I really don't think we have to say much about that, except that's kind of what we expected, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we've we seen it all in tr uh, training camp so far. Matt Pryor has been the clear number one and has had all of the starting reps for the most part. So it makes total sense. Matt Pryor be the one to start right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it really is what it's been happening with Bernard Ryman is people have been saying he's been like a sponge. He's been soaking up every piece of Intel that he can get. But right now he's just leaping bounds behind Matt Pryor right now. He's just not ready at this point. So, you know, it's how it is. I mean, not every guy that you draft, you know, is going to be, ready to go right off the bat. Uh, Bernard still has a lot of things he still needs to figure out. He still needs to get stronger. And of course, you know, maybe towards the end of the season, we see a different Bernard Ryman. But as it stands right now, Matt Pryor definitely deserves to be the number one. Absolutely, for sure. He's a little bit more experience in this offense and stuff. So that does definitely give him the leg up immediately right off the bat. So we'll see if Ryman maybe, you know, kind of sh shortens the gap here as the season goes along for that starting left tackle. But right now, as it stands, he is your starter at left tackle. Uh, moving over to the other offensive lineman, nobody really of surprise here. You got Nelson, you got Kelly, you got Danny Pinter at right guard, Braden Smith at right tackle. Yeah. Um, kind of some of the key backup guys here. 
as I look. It's interesting enough, Derek, uh, left guard right now is Jason Spriggs, Mm -hmm. and right guard is Will Fries, which I thought was interesting. And the backup right tackle is Ryan Vandemark, according to this. So kind of what are your thoughts overall? I know obviously with Dennis Kelly missing time, that's probably a factor as well into why he's maybe not up there right now. But what are you kind of your thoughts? And also want to mention Wesley French as well as your backup center. He's an undrafted rookie as well. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on kind of the, the key backup guys here? Well, it is nice to see uh, Wesley French getting a, uh, that backup role there. But we all kind of assume that if something were to go haywire, then Danny Pinter would move into the center role and you would either have Fries or Sprig- uh, Spriggs be in that role, right? You and I kind of talked about it. I think it was last week, early last week, where we saw, I think it was Kelly did go out and then Pinter went to center and then Spriggs was at right guard. Which was yeah. funny because now you have Spriggs as the unofficial backup left guard and then Fries is at the right guard. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've seen Will Fries do both responsibilities, so it's not like uh, we don't think he can't do it. Uh, they're probably, they, obviously, you feel comfortable with either Fries or Spriggs jumping into either role, I think, at that point. So, yeah, it really is interesting to see Dennis Kelly, you know, being the third stringer behind Ryan Vandemark at that right tackle position. Um, You're right. Dennis Kelly being out for an extended period of time. I understand the first unofficial depth chart. Vandemark is going to get the odds of that because Vandemark is available. Vandemark is going to, you know, he's fighting for the same reps as Kelly is right now. So of course, when the Colts roll in, to Buffalo this upcoming Saturday, you're going to see a lot of Vandemark at the right tackle position. So I think that was ultimately why that was there. Does does that mean Dennis Kelly's not going to be the number two behind him? I don't think that's the case. But as of this moment in time, Vandemark is available to get those reps, and that's why he's the number two. Absolutely. All right, moving right along to uh, the other skill positions that we got to talk about. We'll start with running back first. Jonathan Taylor, then you got Naheem Hines. And funny enough, uh, two guys that aren't listed as kind of the primary backups, uh, the two guys that are is Tyson Williams and Devontae Price. The two guys that aren't, Philip Lindsay and C.J. Verdell, um, and also obviously Deion Jackson as well. Do you really like worry about that? Do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's just kind of a, a weird situation, or do you really think these other guys are going to get first looks uh, besides these other two guys? Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think that the way it's lined up, I think Philip Lindsay right at this moment is the number three, but you know, when you're looking at it from the perspective of Tyson Williams and Devonte price, maybe getting those looks, it doesn't surprise me that those are probably going to be the names that you see the majority of preseason. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that obviously, but I still think Philip Lindsay is going to get the number three spot from the way we're looking at it there. But Tyson Williams, I would not put it past him to potentially steal that. Could you see this being more of a thing for this game on Saturday where the Colts just want to see more of these younger guys? Like with Philip Lindsay, they kind of know what they've got, right? Yeah. But like with the Tyson Williams, with the Devontae Price, with the CJ Verdell, even a Deion Jackson to a smaller degree, you don't know as much. There's a lot more unknown there. I mean, your offense. So maybe they do want to see these guys a little bit more, you know, and they and so that's maybe the reason for the depth chart. Again, like we said, guys, this is subject to change. So, you know, I don't really take this. I kind of take it with a grain of salt. I don't really take it like this is the end all be all. This is how it's gonna be. Yeah. You know, 
And I don't think necessarily it's like certain players are necessarily winning position battles right now as much as maybe the Colts just want to see a couple guys a little bit more in the preseason as opposed to other guys. But when it comes down to the final 53-man cuts, it might look a lot different. That's kind of how I look at it right now um, in regards to the running back position. But I know there's some people who are looking at it differently. So we'll see exactly how that plays out, but certainly interesting nonetheless. All right, let's move over to the wide receiver position right now. So the top three guys, you have Michael Pittman Jr., obviously. You have Alec Pierce, and you have Paris Campbell in the slot. So those are your top three guys. And then right behind, as the backup to Alec Pierce, you have Desmond Patman. Um, you have to the backup of Michael Pittman, you have Ashton Doolin, and you have Kiki Kuti. And then besides them, you have a bunch of just kind of a collection of guys there. Uh, some of those undrafted free agent names like, you know, the Michael Young Juniors, the Michael Harris's, the Michael J- uh, Jacobson's, you know, some of those different guys there at the wide receiver position. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on kind of how this depth chart for the wide receiver position is playing out here, you know, going into week one here of the preseason? I, this is pretty much exactly what I thought it would end up looking like. Uh, QT being in the slot, I definitely think is a, a a great idea for the Colts to put him behind Paris Campbell. I think QT has that ability to play that slot role really well. Uh, Patman lining up behind Alec Pierce and dueling behind Pittman makes a ton of sense. You know, Patman has been... Uh, making plays, Doolin's been making plays, QT's made some plays, so it makes total sense that those three guys are going to be your primary backups for this kind of situation, and we'll see if any of those guys start making plays in the preseason to cement themselves to remain on this roster. Yeah, absolutely. All right, tight end position. It's time for that. Yes. That's been heavily debated. What are the, you know, two to four, and I thought this was quite interesting. Colts obviously have Moelle Cox as the number one, Number two, like we all, like I kind of said, don't be surprised if number two is Kylan Granson. It is Kylan Granson at number two. But here is the most intriguing thing Jelani Woods is listed as tight end number four right now, according to the depth chart, with with uh, Andrew Ogletree listed as the primary backup to Mo Alley Cox. What are your thoughts on that one, Derek? That one was a little bit of a shocker to me. Yeah, I mean, people are definitely going to be shocked of, you know, Granson being the number two. But like you mentioned last week, I mean, this shouldn't be a surprise based off of Kylan Granson's one extra year in this system, understanding how it works. And Kylan this week, especially leading up to this decision, Kylan has shown a couple more things in practice this week that reminds you that Kylan can still do it, right? And yeah, Drew Ogletree, now people will debate like, oh, is that the actual order or whatever? But either way, like to know that Jelani is really fighting for the number three spot with Ogletree right now, I mean, I think it's safe to say, Cody, that Jelani has not had a great start to camp. He has not really been as active in the whole scheme of things than Drew Ogletree has. Now that makes total sense. Ogletree has been lighting it up at camp. Jelani just hasn't. And so of course, when the preseason's all said and done, we'll see how that goes when it comes to tight end number three and everything else. We've talked about, again, the Colts keep having thinking of the idea of keeping four tight ends on this roster anyway. But I mean, it really is awesome to see Ogletree out here doing what he's doing because I'll be completely honest. I knew nothing about him when when we drafted him. I didn't think he would even make the roster to begin with. 
And then I just start seeing what he's done in camp and everything going for him so far. I couldn't be happier, you know, being around him and seeing what he's doing. I mean, people are going to be like, oh, well, why is, how come Jelani Woods is not any better? Guys, remember this guy played one year at tight end. He is only one year into this new position. It's the same thing as Bernard Ryman at left tackle. You, you brought these guys in because you think you can mold them into something that they're going to be later on. But right now that Jelani is just not at that point yet. So it's going to take time. Now, of course, we wish that we would see a little bit more out of him right now because, you know, of how athletic he is and how big he is. But right now, we're just not seeing it. So based off of what we've seen in camp, I'm not surprised by it, but it is a surprise to see Jelani Woods really at the bottom of this uh, depth chart for the first week. What's going on, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal possible. Odds Trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport. Some of the cool features that I enjoy about Odds Trader is the handicapping options they provide, you get live play by play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app, player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And the, another great thing about odds traders, you get bet tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Yep. And again, he has plenty of time to maybe build his way back up and, and you know get more playing time this year. But yeah, I think a lot of things we didn't consider, like you talked about, just the inexperience at the position. Like you, you know, it's enough to to learn a new position, but to basically only have one year and then you're at the pros, like that's gonna take a little bit of time no matter who you are. So not really shocked that Jelani's, you know, maybe taking a little bit more time, you know, to come along than maybe everybody else anticipated. So, um, but definitely think he still obviously has tremendous talent. He obviously has the size, has the metrics. So uh, we'll see what he does in the preseason. I know he's kind of struggled with some drops so far in camp. So hopefully he can get those things solved and, and just continue to grow as a tight end. And I think the great thing is he doesn't necessarily have to come in and be a week one starter for you, you know, like he just could be more of a situational player. Or if he's not ready, you know, he could just take a year or two to to really start to develop his craft as an NFL tight end. So, yeah, he's still a little bit raw. We'll see exactly what that looks like for him, you know, come this next season. So, uh, but right now, yeah, he's sitting at tight end number four, according to this unofficial depth chart, which is subject to change. All right. Let's move over now to the defense. Let's talk about the defensive line first. Nothing surprising here. You got Quiddy Pay, you got DeForest Buckner, you got Grover Stewart, and you got Yannick Ngakwe as your four starters. Your backups, backup to Quiddy Pay, Tyquan Lewis. This was a little bit interesting. Backup uh, to DeForest Buckner is RJ McIntosh right now. Um, no Curtis Brooks right now, at least as your backup guy there at the three tech. And then you got Eric Johnson as your backup to. Grover Stewart at that one tech position. And then you have right now your backup to Yannick Ngakwe is Ben Banigou. What are your thoughts here on the four starters, obviously, and then you know the, the key backups here, at least according to this depth chart? 
Well, the four starters is no surprise in any way, but Dio's not in the the rotation for the backups right now, and that's weird. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I think there's there's a reasoning. I think that just Dio's skill set is kind of odd to like put into one position. I don't necessarily know like what the Colts are gonna do with him specifically. I know people are probably going to be like, oh, okay, Dio being the third string defensive end is kind of odd. It is a little odd. I, that's why I don't think it actually really means a lot. I really think that there's a different reasoning for that, but I think it might just have been the fact that the Colts were not going to specify him as a defensive tackle because they want him to remain off the edge, but you felt so comfortable with Tyquan Lewis on the other one as a defensive end, but then you had to. It, it, but then Ben Banigou fills that role, that uh, Leo role more specifically, right? That's kind of how they want it to look in that scheme. But d- don't expect this to be a thing where Dio is not going to get as many reps as he does get. I still think Dio is going to be utilized in this system a lot. And we're probably going to see quite a bit of him in the preseason, if I had to guess. But, it, I mean... It is nice to see Ben Banigou, uh on this depth chart and not being just buried at the bottom of the list. I will admit it; it does it does make me feel a little happier to know that Ben Banigou has done enough over the off season to warrant being the backup to Yannick right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely was interesting that Dio wasn't listed as that backup three tech because I think we all expected that. So, but we'll see. You may, maybe he doesn't quite have a position quite yet. So that could be another thing. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about the linebackers, though. This one was kind of weird to me, which is why I think some of this stuff is like not really, you know, like set in stone at all because the way that the Colts listed their linebackers is kind of strange. They had Bobby Okereke at weak side linebacker, you know, typically filling that. Darius Leonard role and they had Leonard listed or Shaquille Leonard listed at that Mike linebacker, which I thought was strange and he's probably not going to play. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Um, and then Zaire at the Sam, what were your thoughts on kind of that? Well, I think it was either Nate or it was Zach that mentioned this, but Bobby listed as the weak side linebacker in this system means that Gus Bradley wants Bobby to play more of that rangy, more difficult pass coverage side of things. Cause you're not for a weak side linebacker. Bobby, his responsibility will be to ensure that nothing comes off the back end. So if there is a handoff to the running back, or if there's a, a play action, Bobby's job is to not, a bite on the attack. It's supposed to stay back and cover in the backfield. So that means Gus Bradley is changing how Bobby is going to actually do things in this cover scheme. And we've seen it in some of the seven on seven work. Bobby's been doing some of it as well, but you're right. I think some people are a little still confused on Shaquille Leonard being the Mike and Zaire being the Sam. I mean, we have seen, Zaire really coming off the edge and making great plays in the backfield when we've seen the 11 on 11 drills that we've seen so far. So, I mean, maybe this is how the Colts want to run their defense now. Maybe they are changing up the way that this, that these linebackers work in this scheme. Again, we've talked about how they ran in a cover two, but how Gus Bradley wants them in a cover three, we didn't know that yet. But now we're starting to see some of these responsibilities come out 
maybe it is more important that uh, Leonard be in the middle of the field, diagnosing things, being able to stuff things in the middle, you know, with that knockout punch, maybe being more of that guy covering the middle of the field with his ball instincts. We've seen him do that before. So it's not super surprising, but it will be interesting to see how, uh, how that works out when, uh, when we kind of watch the game actually at over the next several weeks. But, you know, looking at the backups, I mean, EJ Speed is in there. Uh, Forrest Ryan and JoJo Domain uh, are definitely the guys that are fighting for the backup roles as well in the linebacker spot. I mean, I'm you and I, are, I can tell, are praying for JoJo to fall out in these preseason games. Because if he does, I mean, it makes total sense that he uh, makes this roster. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about some of the DBs now. Um, so officially, officially right now, Brandon Faison is your key, is your cornerback too. Now, I feel like we've kind of heard that before, but it seems like Isaiah Rogers have been making more plays. So I think that battle is still one that's going to, you know, go throughout training camp, go throughout the preseason. And I don't think that battle is anywhere close to being done. Um, but obviously you got your other two guys as well. Um, you know, Stefan Gilmore and you have Kenny Moore, um, as your prime, as your primary other corners for your starters. Um, you know, some other guys as well that I thought were interesting, um, talking about the corners specifically, um, you know, I think like a guy like Tony Brown, I thought was definitely interesting. Marvell tell definitely in there as well. Uh, kind of some of those key backup guys. And we really don't know right now, or haven't really known who's going to be kind of those primary backup corners, you know, outside of, you know, either, either Isaiah Rogers or Brandon face on who else is going to, you know, kind of step it up. And it seems like right now the inside tracks for a guy like Marvell tell. Yeah, absolutely. And people were talking about the Rogers and face on thing. Well, Nate Atkins reported about it and said that in the scheme itself, just face on's skill set and his length is what is putting him at that spot to begin with in certain aspects. Everyone knows Isaiah Rogers' ability to take the ball away is with his speed is definitely something that uh, the Colts understand, and they're going to need him for that as well. Like it's not going to be a thing where Faceon is going to get seventy percent of the snaps. Rogers is going to get 25, right? It's not going to be something like that. Rogers' skill set is different than Faceon's skill set. And from a from a schematical standpoint, that is how you differ things. And how you adjust in certain situations, you would use Isaiah Rogers in more specific key down situations. So that's why we're looking at it from this perspective of Faceon being the number two corner. Now, granted, like you said, if if Faison, you know, plays at all throughout the preseason and stinks it up, then of course Isaiah Rogers may just get put there out of pure spite of Faison just not being good enough to be the number one starter. But what where it's at now, again, Faison and Isaiah Rogers, I totally expect them to split time, kind of like what we saw with him and Xavier Rhodes for the majority of last season. So I would fully expect to see something like that again. Talking about the safeties here, which I thought was very interesting. Um, you have, obviously you have Julian Blackman as your starter free safety, but you're, you're also your starter at strong safety was Nick Cross. Nick Cross is your starter right now. And you have Rodney McCaw as your backup 
at strong safety behind him. But your backup right now for free safety, I thought was interesting, is seventh round pick Rodney Thomas. Thought that was definitely an interesting thing to see that he is, you know, over a guy like Armani Watts right now. I know he's been injured, so maybe that is a factor into that. What are your thoughts kind of on the safety position? Yeah, it was very interesting to see Rodney Thomas as the backup free safety. You and I mentioned the idea when we saw the Colts draft room talking about Rodney Thomas and his ability to not only play free safety, but to play corner, you know, that versatility. We thought maybe there's the slight chance that Rodney Thomas does do that. But I think that they were looking for Rodney Thomas's freelancing ability uh, to be more effective in the free safety game. So I understand that. Uh, I think the Nick Cross to Rodney McLeod situation, it all comes down to uh, getting experience. I think that Nick Cross is in this position right now because you want him to get those snaps in the preseason. You want him to get those live game time reps to see what he's truly made of, right? I mean, it's there's no point in throwing Rodney McLeod out there right now, right? Because you kind of already know Rodney McLeod and his skill set, how he plays the game, who he is. There's no point in throwing Rodney McLeod out there for the majority of the time. You want to see what your young, athletic, free, uh, strong safety can do for you in, in games like this, in game time situations. You've already seen what he can do in training camp. Now let's see what happens when he's going up an, against another offense. So not surprising that he's the starter in this unofficial depth chart for week, for preseason week one, but... I mean, it, it 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 is nice to see Nick Cross doing well enough that he is going to be getting those reps, and I certainly hope he is just as good against another offense as he has been against our offense in camp so far. Mm-hmm. So that rounds out kind of looking at the defense. We'll talk just briefly about the special teams as well. So right now, your punter, Rigo, obviously, uh, your holder, Luke Rhodes, but your starting kicker, at least right now, Rodrigo Blankenship, is yep. still your starter according to this depth chart. And then you got your other guys as well, you know, kick returner, Isaiah Rogers, punt returner, Naheem Hines. Talk to me real fast, Derek, about uh, this, you know, these special team units and specifically the kicking game between him and Jake Verretti. All I hope is that Hines just doesn't fumble the punt, ret- uh, punt returns anymore. That's all I ask. Like, yeah. we know Hines' ability to return punts. I mean, that's why he's the punt returner. But, you know, just don't fumble the football, please. Just, Just don't. I can't stand any more of that anymore, but uh, no doubt, no, uh, no surprise of Isaiah being the kick returner as well. Um, it, it, it will be interesting to see how Rodrigo handles, uh, you know, the responsibility again. We obviously have seen a lot of people questioning his uh, starting role at this point, but we're just going to have to see if he blocks out the noise and he is accurate this year. That's the only, that's the only thing he can ask for. Yep. Absolutely. So guys, that does it for our look here at the first official depth chart ahead of the first preseason game this Saturday in Buffalo. Let us know your guys' thoughts on this depth chart. Do you think like there are some things that maybe we're not taking too seriously that you should we should take a little bit more seriously? Uh, what are your thoughts just overall on some of these position battles and things of that nature? Let us know all those things in the comments below. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah. <laughs>
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.